Glitch Free Gaming. Hey everyone, it's another episode of Glitch Free Gaming. It's episode number 149. Hooray! Hooray! We're back after our wonderful E3 extravaganza. This is just a normal podcast. No more E3. E3's over <laughs> forever. What? Gone? Done and dusted? Well, till next year. Alright, okay, fair this enough. Is, this that. podcast is the furthest we will be from E3. From E3. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a good thing. I enjoy E3. I know, I know. E3 and Game of the Year, it's what you live for. It's great. <laughs> yeah, we're back with uh, normal uh, podcasting duties. Uh, we're, um, yep, E3's finished, so it's just Kieran and myself this week. Um, and we should be back to regular podcasting as well. Should be. Should be, yes. Things always come up, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. So um, we did, we kind of alluded last week to you know um, mentioning what had happened and and why things we didn't record a podcast and things like that. Um, I took not well for a little bit, um, yeah. a, a, a little bit of a, an understatement. Statement. Um, I out of the blue took a heart attack. Which was fun. Um, so <laughs> not going to go into too many details and things. But uh, <laughs> fun, fun does not sound like fun. <laughs> no, no. Um, but yeah, uh, so uh, a bit of a health scare, and I I took a heart attack. It was completely unexpected, and it turns out it was a result of high cholesterol, but which wasn't because of my diet or anything. It was genetic. I thought you were know, so video games. Video games, <laughs> video games cause my heart attack. Um, it's about the only thing they don't get blamed for these days. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so it was genetic. It was from my grandparents had high cholesterol, and I've just unfortunately picked up those genes. So the only thing that I would say is that um, you know it doesn't really matter your age. Just go and get your cholesterol checked. Be aware of what it is. And change your lifestyle according to, you know, yeah. whatever you need to. Um, Be careful. Yeah, because uh, it was, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't pleasant. <laughs> but uh, I'm back. I'm on the mend. Uh, we'll see how we get on with this podcast today as well. Uh, we might need to cut it short. Uh, but I am getting stronger every day, and uh, GFG will continue um, with or without me. Probably better without me, but um... I would disagree. <laughs> Have you seen how much Ben has to do? How little got done while you're gone? I mean, come on. <laughs> but uh, yes, so that was it. That was. Uh, but enough of that boring, rubbishy, horrible stuff. Uh, let's do what we do normally every week, anyway, and talk about what we've been playing. Kieran, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing a lot of things because it's been a little bit since we've done one of these. It's been uh, yes, yeah. Because we missed the podcast for the reasons you just explained. We did the E three one. Yep. So it's been a few weeks. Um, but I think I'm going to box the trend. Talk about board games first. Oh, cool. Yes. So we usually talk about board games last. We normally do, yeah. But yeah. I'm most excited about one of the board games I played. Um. So we had a board game day. It was like. I say we, me and a few friends. You weren't there. No, no. Um, and it was like the weekend before we were meant to 
podcast 43. Right. Um, and we played three board games and then a cool. bunch of jackpots because that's always what happens in our board game days is <laughs> we order fast food and then we sit and eat pizza and play jackbox because we want to grease up our phones. Um, we played three board games. So we started off with the lightest of the three games, or what I presume would be the lightest of the three games, uh, which is the only one I hadn't played before, which is Sheriff of Nottingham. Oh, right, okay. Um, and that game is fantastic. Uh, Sheriff of Nottingham is a, a board game, well, a card game where uh, every turn one player plays the Sheriff of Nottingham, and everyone else is. Uh, uh, just a, a little like stall, a trader yeah like a stall owner at a market and they're trying to get their goods past the sheriff so they can sell them on their stall but sometimes they're trying to pass illegal goods through because they're worth more money and the sheriff is trying to stop that from happening because they get money uh, you have to pay a fine basically if you get caught trying to smuggle illegal goods and the way this is handled is everyone has a deck of uh, cards and every turn, everyone goes round and they have a little felt envelope and they put some cards into the envelope. A maximum of uh, five, I think it is, and you have a hand of six. Yeah. And you close the envelope and you pass it one by one to the sheriff and say, what is in it? Mm-hmm. But there's a couple of catches to it. So one, you can only say one type of item so there's four regular items and then there's a bunch of contraband so there's like apples bread milk and chickens i think it is um but if you have like a two bread and one chicken in there you're still only allowed to say that you have the bread so you're it's kind of in your best interest to put through as many of the same type as possible Right, but really, it just encourages you to lie to the sheriff as much as possible. So, you put cards into the envelope. You tell the sheriff what's in it. So you pass it along. Say like, "Oh, there's three bread in this." And once everyone's done that, the sheriff gets to decide whether he's going to open the envelopes and check, or whether he's going to let them pass. Right. If he opens them and checks, and it has what you said is in it, he has to pay you some money based on each of the things that is in it. Right. If anything is wrong, you have to pay a fine for each of the cards that is wrong. And you still get to keep the cards that were right, but... He confiscates. He confiscates the rest. Right. Uh, and then if he doesn't open it at all, you get to keep everything in it. So you get to keep all the legal stuff in everything. Right. And the way this works is you say what's in your in your envelope, you pass it to him, he goes one by one, Is like, I'm going to open the blue envelope, you know, Mike... You said there's three bread in this. And that's where you might go, yeah, there's three bread in that, that's fine. Open it if you want. Or, yeah. Or Bet. you can go, here's you know maybe five coins to convince you to not open my envelope filled with three bread. Yeah. Or you can, the rules are pretty uh, purposely vague, I would say, about what you can and can't promise. Uh, all it says is that you can't promise cards from your hand so right. you can promise cards, you can say like and also that if you pro- make a promise you have to keep it so if you can keep it you have to keep it um, with the exception of you can say 
it's my turn to be the sheriff next. I'll let your envelope through no matter what. You uh, don't have to keep that. You can you could you know double cross people. Yes. Um, but for the rest of it, it's like, uh, you know, here's some coins if you don't open it, or if you don't open it, and perhaps there was some contraband in there, perhaps I would give you one of the cards that's contraband, and they might, you know, be okay with that. Or if you already have stuff in your market, like contraband, you can say, look, I've already got this crossbow here at the top of my market. If you don't open it, I'll let you take this crossbow. And it's just this kind of bluffing game trying to bribe uh, the sheriff and trick him into not opening things. Uh, or sometimes trick him into opening things. If you know that you actually do have three cards of bread in there, you might want him to think that you don't. Right. Uh, so you end up with lots of silly things, lots of people double and triple bluffing and putting a bunch of money on a thing, be like, yeah, you shouldn't open that, and then being like, you, you must really want this open, but maybe not. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and it was just so much fun. Uh, we had a ton of fun playing it. Uh, the one issue I had with it is that the end of the game is very counting heavy. Because it gets to the end of the game and you've had all this cool light bluffing stuff and it's just like, oh, there's a shit ton of cards and everyone's market. Everyone do the maths to see who won. And it's kind of a real kind of bummer to end it that way. Right. It feels like anticlimactic in a way. Uh, but it's still just a stupid amount of fun. Um, so I highly recommend that. That was the most fun that we played. Uh, most fun thing we played there. Um, after that we played Betrayal at House on the Hill, which I've played with this group of friends before to varying results. And it's making me begin to not like Betrayal at House on the Hill very much. Alright, okay. So what happened? Well, not much is kind of the, the issue. Is like it was very slow, which that game can be anyway. Um, it took a wee bit before it didn't take that long, but it took a little bit before the, you know, the the twist happened, the betrayal happened, and then not to spoil the betrayals, but I believe it is one you have had, um, right? Because it involves people leaving on a toy plane. Oh yes, yeah. So yeah. We had that one, and it's, it was okay, but it just didn't. I don't know. It didn't really grab us. It just, it, you know. All right. Okay. I don't know how we to it. we kind of enjoyed that one. Um, so we, uh, the the villain in that one, you know, because obviously there's a villain or the betrayer, it can be quite overpowered. But we were fortunate to be grouped in such a way that some of us were being pursued by him and some of us could try and find the solution yeah we we were grouped in such a way that uh two of us started in the room that the solution was ah right and we ditched everyone else and just got the fuck out of there Ah, uh, right. Just, it says the rules say that you can't leave until other players are dead, so we're just kind of hanging about waiting <laughs> for everyone else to die. But it's, it was, yeah, there, there wasn't that much tension to it. It may just be because we started where the end thing was. Um, and because we had high enough stats, because not much had really happened because the, the, the twist happened so early. Right. The, you know, we hadn't really lost or gained much in the way of stats, so we kind of had most of the starting things. And so the rules for, you know, winning were relatively easy. 
Um, yeah, I don't, it just didn't really grab us that much. It was it was okay. Right. I I like the concept of that game more than I like the actual playing of it. I think. What? Yeah, that's. I I've never had a game of that of betrayal like that. So yeah, that's. Yeah. This is two twice now that we've kind of had not great games. Like the last time, it was because it was kind of the opposite. It went way too long before twist happened, um, and then there was like. It's one of those things where there are cool, memorable moments. Right. As we explained last time. The last one we had was the a disease that infects everyone. Yes. But it, it was kind of hard to tell if everyone had been infected or not without someone giving away they had been infected and asking everyone. Right. Um. But then there was like cool moments from that where the guy who was the kind of the, <coughs> the ground zero for the infection was just writing there's a one of the cards or one of the tiles in Betrayal of the House on the Hill is a magical elevator that lets you go up to any floor and connect to anywhere if you roll the dice correctly yes and he was doing that he was just <laughs> he was just manning the elevator and going like oh yeah I'll get you to the place where you need to do this to find the cure and so you get an elevator with him he's like by the way you're infected now and it's like oh great <laughs> great oh well I guess I don't need to find the cure anymore um, which that, that was fun last time, but this time we didn't really have anything like that. Right. Um, it was alright. But then we played Mysterium for the first time, sort of. Uh, like, I've played the original Polish version before. Right. But I had not played this new version of it. And there are things I really like about the new version of it and things I really dislike about it. Um, but overall, I think Mysterium's a really fun game. So... People don't know. One, go listen to our Game of the Year stuff because I'm pretty sure Mysterium came up a bunch of that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it did, yeah. Um, but Mysterium is basically a, a game where... It's a cooperative game, kind of, where everyone is trying to solve murders and you're trying to solve the murders of a ghost who is played by one of the players. This yeah. player... You basically put out... There's, you know... Uh, like six or seven, I can't remember how many, uh, like people, locations, and murder weapons. And the ghost kind of, I can't remember if they decide or if it's like random, but either way, like they, they have a little thing that lets them know which one of these corresponds to each person. And then all he has to give out are these little kind of surreal art cards, kind of like in Dixit or Dixit, something yeah. like that, uh, which he can then give to players in the phases called the dream phases that let them it's basically got to try and vaguely in some way connect the what they're trying to figure out to that so you're figuring out one thing at a time so you'd be like figure out the person first which also i'm pretty sure is the opposite way from how the polish version worked right i may just be misremembering but i'm pretty sure in the polish version you find out the weapon first then the location then the person um but it's the other way around in the english one Uh uh-huh um, but yeah, you find the person, so they'll give you cards for that, and then you get rid of those cards once you know which person that is, and so on and so forth. And every turn, someone, every turn, everyone puts down a, their piece on the card they think is the one that is theirs. Um, and that part of it is fantastic. I, I think that is just one of the most fun mechanics. Uh, funnily, one of the people we're playing with is a scientist 
And right. she was super fucking pissed off for this game. She, didn't, she was like, <laughs> no, my science brain does not work with this. Like, none of these cards correspond to any of this shit. And it's like, no, not directly. No. But you know, like, that card has a bear on it. And there's a bear rug on this floor. Yes. It's like so. <laughs> it's not blazing. <laughs> it was really funny. Um, but overall, even she enjoyed it. Um, so it had a, we had a lot of fun with that. But my issue with it is some of the stuff they've added to make it almost almost more gamey in a way than the Polish version did. Um, which it, I, I only played the Polish version over like a couple of lunch times. So right. it's entirely possible that the person that was playing it with us was rushing it a little bit and changed some stuff. But having talked to them about it, like I'm 90% sure this stuff isn't in the Polish one, which is things like um, every turn when someone... Every turn you put down your piece on the card that you think corresponds to the clues you're getting given. Yeah. And then after that, everyone gets to put down a vote token to decide whether they think you're right or wrong. Yes. And then when you're voting, it goes along this track that then lets you get more cards later. And it's a bunch of nonsense that I think overcomplicates and is useless. And I really didn't like any of that bit. Um. Right, yeah, because the the points at the end come from. Oh, what do they go towards uh, on that track? I think you get. Well, they go towards. Um... Uh, oh, yeah, that um, you get to see. It depends how many of the clues, the final clues that yeah. you get to see. Yeah, and that's the other thing. That final stage is not in the Polish version at all, or at least I've never played it in that version before, which is. After everyone has guessed their uh, their person, their location, and their murder weapon, those all go together, and the final kind of actual person, location, and murder weapon are kind of decided, and it's a kind of group thing where everyone's voting on stuff. And that whole section, again, I didn't really enjoy. Um, it was okay, but it's this weird thing of you have this timer, this clock going round, and there's a certain number of rounds until you just lose if people didn't vote and think it happened with our game where we were just like oh we all know it's this like it's pretty obvious it's that um but you know like i could see definitely playing that game and just people losing just because they disagreed which seems like a weird thing yeah it is um it is a rather strange kind of end game yeah i'm pretty sure the original i can understand why they did it because the original was very it was kind of the opposite of the issue we have with Werewolf. So you know the issue we have with Werewolf where you could be out in the first round and then you're bored for the rest of the game. Yeah. It's like you're out after three rounds because you guessed your things correctly the first time. Yes. Like in the original game you could go that's my location, that's my weapon, that's my person and then you're out because you've won. You're Not necessarily won because it's not competitive but you know you've you've finished your game. It's all it's kind of asymmetrical. Yeah. The way the way at least we play it is usually been everyone's talking anyway and Kevin and helping everyone figure out their own things. And that works well. And so it kinda of, that reduces it enough for us anyway. But uh-huh. I can understand the idea that they probably had of yeah but you know, this person's finished so they're sitting waiting and someone else might be stuck for ages so if we have like a you know seven round timer then you know they lose instantly so you don't sit for ages but i kind of prefer just going um but that stuff's also really easy to like house rules out of it 
because yeah. they all feel very separate and weird. Yeah, you could just play without them and it would work. I I kind of that when we've played it and there's always been someone that finishes before they start helping the other people and they're going right. I know how the ghost kind of thinks. Yeah, exactly. So we didn't really have too much an issue with it. Yeah, see that's what happens as well. Um, so I didn't have any issue with that stuff. Um, I just it just made that last section feel really weird and tacked on. But also, some of the best pieces and artwork and just everything in a board game like this is a lovely collection of stuff. Yes. Um, even if I don't feel like a lot of it kind of is necessarily useful to the gameplay. Like the fact that it looks so nice. Like I don't yeah. like I don't like the mechanical use of the clock, which is a round timer and when it gets to the end you lose. I don't think that's really necessary. But it looks really cool. <laughs> it's a really cool clock. Um the egg timer thing, also not super useful unless you're having a lot of problems with people that are kinda you know overthinking things and taking ages, but I can understand again where that comes from. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Mysterium, fantastic game. Um, and that was kind of the that was the board games we played. Right. Okay. So um, when you played uh, Mysterium, uh, were you one of the investigators or were you the ghost? I was one of the investigators. Uh, ah, the guy right. who was playing the ghost hadn't been hadn't played the ghost before, um, but he caught onto it really quickly. So it worked really well. Cool. Um, yeah, I yeah, I love Mysterium. I, I like those kind of games in general. That kind of Dixit style, you know. Here's a vague piece of artwork. Figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, other than board games, I play a bunch of video games as well. All right. Okay, that's novel. <laughs> it's a new <laughs> idea. Uh, so I played. The main thing I played a lot of was a uh, Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Which there is a review for up on the website now. All right, cool. Um, I... So, I'm sorry. No, no, I, I, you were going. You're probably going to answer the question that I was asking. So, <laughs> um, I enjoyed that game, but it has a lot of issues. There's, like, at its core, it is, like, I love that first Mirror's Edge game. Uh huh. It's a really good first-person platformer. Um, has really good levels, really good art design, like the setting and stuff looks fantastic. And then this sequel nails all those things again. Like the platforming is outstanding. Like it's, it improves on what needed to be improved from the first game. And like I think we've talked about it in the podcast before where I didn't enjoy playing the first Mirror's Edge on controller on console. I only yeah. enjoyed playing it on PC because I didn't yes. feel like I could yeah, yeah. control it as well on console. Uh, I played this entirely on PS4 and loved it. So they fixed the things that needed fixed. Uh, Art-wise, like they made the city open world now instead of kind of individual levels. Although the missions are still kind of little handcrafted mission uh, levels, they're like their own dedicated little instances that are again they're just as good as the base game, uh, the first game. Um, and again, like that stuff they nail it. Like that city looks fantastic. Um, my one kind of issue with the city, like art-wise and aesthetically is it's completely empty um like 
it makes sense to some degree because like oh you're on the rooftops so you're the runners and you're running around and the only things you encounter are people that aren't meant to be there and like the police but then you run around and there's areas that are like penthouse kind of rooftop things that have like a bunch of sofas outside and like meeting points and stuff like that that are part of like shopping malls and it's like why is there no one here <laughs> like this this is very clearly like a dining area thing that a bunch of people would be in right um, especially like you know because the weather's always really nice there's no like raining and stuff like that it's like oh the weather's quite nice in a real city there'd be a bunch of people hanging out in this rooftop because there's stuff here to hang about with um or even like the last section of that game literally has you running through people's flats like these big fancy kind of apartments and there's no one in any of them it's just this really weird weird thing um, I can understand like from a mechanical standpoint why it is because you know it'd be way harder to do all the platforming if there's people in the way and they right. don't necessarily want you punching your way through civilians uh-huh. but it's still just really it's, it's weird um, but I enjoyed a lot of the stuff about it uh, they changed up the combat from the first game. Like I don't know if you remember, but the combat in the first game was not good. Um, uh, they took out shooting entirely. And you can't pick right. up a gun at all. Um, you never pick up a gun in the entire game. And they changed the combat so that they have this kind of more in-depth system that kind of works, but kind of doesn't. Um, the way they teach you to use it, and the way you kind of are forced to use it at some points, you kind of have to stand still and then do a bunch of melee attacks and dodge attacks and kind of counter and stuff like that and it's the dodge and the counter never really works very well and that combat never works great right but then they added in this whole other system for uh traversal attacks so the idea that you have this momentum meter and as you run you build up momentum and when you have full momentum when enemies are shooting at you they, you dodge all the bullets instantly. Like You don't have to worry about people shooting at you. And also, when you have full momentum, your attacks do more damage. And so you could, but only if you like lead into them from some kind of traversal thing. So uh, you can now hold the jump button when you're like kind of uh, climbing over small objects like you know barriers and stuff like that, and you'll launch yourself off of them. And if you go into an attack from that launch and you do a kind of fly kick thing, it'll do a crap ton of damage and kill most things in one hit. And that stuff's pretty good because you also then land and roll and keep running. Right. It keeps your speed up the whole time. Um, which is really good in the open world because you do encounter some you know police and stuff like that in the open world and you can just attack them and keep running and keep going. And some of the levels are designed in ways that you can do that. But then some of the levels in the story are like, here's this arena kill everyone in it to progress and so you're pretty much just running in circles around this arena so you can wall run and attack people and is that stuff's not great um it's it's weird it's like one of those games that i really enjoyed Mirror's edge catalyst but it has a, a lot of issues right um like that combat stuff the the story is terrible like just straight up terrible. It's, there's no, there's no like apologizing for it. And it's just, All right, okay. It's like not necessarily. It's not like offensively bad. It's just really boring. Like it's nothing interesting happens in it at all. There's no interesting characters in it at all. Um, 
characters often show up for like you know just to give you one mission and then they kind of hint at them being something more like you meet a guy that's like oh i'm you know the first runner i taught everyone how to run on rooftops and deliver messages which is part of the <laughs> important thing um and it's like okay so you must be an integral part of the story because you've got this cool backstory and stuff like that and then you never talk to him again right it's like why did you do this why is he here um, and the thing that annoys me the most about the story actually um, which I can't actually remember if I put in the review or not is the game starts with you getting out of prison and then you get let out of prison and all the security guards and stuff like that are like yeah you've got to keep your nose you know, keep your nose clean you've got to you know, deal with this stuff and you know stay in line this time and like instantly one of your buddies shows up and is like hey Faith here's some shoes let's run on the rooftops again and you're like fuck yeah Fuck the police, and then you run off. Um, <laughs> the game never explains why she was in jail. It's hinted that multiple characters reference it. They're like, oh, you know, you're real fucked up with what you did before. I know you got arrested for it, but it was real fucked up. It's like, what did she do? And one of the loading screens just says, go read the comics if you want to know. And it's like, that's... You can't just... <laughs> That's terrible. I'm not going to say and read your comics to learn something that should have been in the game. Uh, yeah, that's... Wow. Um, you're not selling me on this, by the way. Yeah, it's that thing where... I really enjoy the platforming. If you really enjoyed the platforming in the first Mirror's Edge, this is a really fun sequel that you will enjoy. But... More, like, Don't expect amazing things from it. Um, the other thing is, I really enjoyed open world. Um, like it is one of the most well crafted open worlds. Like everything's connected in such a way that uh, it feels like the levels in the original Mirror's Edge, or it feels like the levels in you know the story mode of this, where everything feels handcrafted and connected in a cool way that lets you seamlessly kind of platform across everything and keep going super fast and it just feels really good to run around in it. It's like this cool open world sandbox. Right. Um, and so like, I there's a fast travel mechanic in it that I never used because I didn't want to because I would just rather run between missions because I enjoyed running. Uh-huh. Um, but then there's also not a whole lot to do in it. There's a handful of side missions that are mostly ways to introduce you into these other kind of smaller side activities that are almost entirely variations of time trials which I can get why because a lot of people really liked time trials and like speedrunning in the first Mirror's Edge so I can see why they would kind of double down on that and go here's a bunch of the you know shaving a couple of seconds off of your runtime, and it's got leaderboards for like everything connects together has this mechanic that lets you make your own time trials anywhere in the open world just by hitting a button running setting checkpoints and then uploading it which is really cool i really fucking don't like time trials as it turns out (laughs) um like the fact they doubled down on that and there wasn't really anything else there except for collectibles just made me be like oh man i really want to play more of this game i enjoy the story the story's really Uh short though like i don't enjoy the story but i enjoyed the story missions um I enjoyed the platforming, I enjoy, like, one of the side activities is these things called grid nodes, it's like how you unlock the fast travel points is these kind of contained, harder uh, platforming puzzles. Right. They're really good, there's like four of them though, 
And it's like, oh, come on. I just want to play more of your game, put more stuff in it that I like. Uh-huh. Um, and it was kind of unfortunate that way, but I I did still really enjoy it, but it's not one that I can really easily recommend. All right, um, okay. I think for me it's just if you enjoyed the first Mirror's Edge, then you'll probably find something to enjoy in this. You'll probably find the same things to enjoy in this. Right. Um, and then it has a lot of the same issues. Like, the combat was terrible in the first Mirror's Edge. The story was terrible in the first Mirror's Edge. See, I thought the story was... I the thought story... the story was okay. Well, yeah, it was okay in the first one. The first one, the story didn't really go anywhere was the issue with it. It was just like, you're running, your sister's here, all bad things happened, and, yeah. and I, you I... fight the bad guy and there's a helicopter. Great, you're done. Yeah, my my issue with the the story in the first one was they, and it pro- it sounds a little bit like what the problem here is as well is that they've got this fantastic looking world, and they've got this brilliant world that they've, you know, there's a back there's a backstory and everything, but you never get to know what it is. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They never explain like how the world got to the point where all these conglomerates and co- corporations are running everything because it's a kind of somewhat generic dystopia in that way but is you know a really beautiful one yeah um, but I don't know they they do some good things and then they have some of the most like overly like choreographed and hinted at um, like overly foreshadowed uh, twists right like there's a, there's a what feels like they attempted to make a twist in that game that is just not a twist really it's just like from the moment you see the first cutscene that even remotely hints at it you're like oh okay that's what that's going to be okay I get that I'm not going to say just to just in case because you know everyone has different experiences with these things maybe someone will play and really like it but you know I don't want to be a dick and spoil it that way but I, I thought it was really lame in that way um, it's kind of a shame, but uh, I don't know. It's a good game. It's just not an amazing one. It could be more, is the thing. Um, I don't think it's sold very well either, which is worrying because this might be the last time we see Mirror's Edge. Wow, okay. But I don't know. I guess I can't really say that. I don't know. Um, I hope it does well though, because I. I there's so much potential in it. Like the first game, so much potential, but yeah. Um, so that's what I played most of. <laughs> yeah, full review for that up on the website, but it's basically what I just ranted about. Right. Um, I also played a little, not a little bit, a decent amount of Guilty Gear Revelator, uh, or Exord Revelator, I think it is. It's, it's a you know, it's Arc System Works, so they have yes. complete fucking nonsense names. Yeah. Um, which is the kind of sequel expansion thing to Guilty Gear Exert Sign, uh, the fighting game for PS4 and Xbox One and PC. Um, this one adds like a bunch of new characters, new t- tutorial modes, uh, new online lobbies, that kind of thing. Right. And. It feels and looks very similar to the first game, uh, which I loved. Uh, I'm working on a review of this one. Uh, I loved that original game, and the new characters, uh, most of which are actually old characters from 
like the older Guilty Gear games just brought forward into this one. Um, they all play really well. Uh, I actually really like some of the new ones and some of the new mechanics they have. Uh, but one of the main things that is kind of grabbing so far in this is actually like the tutorials are really well done, which the first Guilty Gear had really well done tutorials as well. But they've expanded them out in a way that they kind of teach you. The first Guilty Gear was really good at teaching you how to do all of the mechanics in the game, which it's an anime fighter, so there's a lot. Like, right. there's, there's like, you know, seven different things you can do at any given time, and that's not including just your regular attacks. You know, you've got like a ton of different meters at all times. You've got burst meter, special meter, and they can all be used in multiple different ways, and it's all, it's super complicated. Uh, but it taught you how to do those things, but not when to do those things. Um, the new tutorial is a lot better at teaching you, like, maybe you should do this, this, and then this. Or, like, one of the main things in Guilty Gear is Roman cancelling, which is basically just a, uh, you use part of your meter to cancel out of an attack, which lots of fighting games have. Um, right. But it doesn't, the original one didn't really teach you when to use it, it just taught you, like, here's, like, four different places you can use you know, here's four different places you can use Roman cancels. Here's a different kind of Roman cancels they have. And it's like, why would I use these? What do they do? <laughs> it's like, no, you can do Roman cancels. I was like, what do Roman cancels do? What do I want them for? And it's, then it's like, you know, they're like cancels in our fighting games. You cancel out something so you can start another combo and from your last combo. I say, like, okay, yeah. why didn't you say that in the first game? I get it now. Great. Um... So as someone that's not very good at fighting games, it's got all these kind of things that are kind of building on my knowledge and letting me kind of learn a bit more. Uh, so the tutorials are great. Um, I've not played a massive amount of the story yet, but the story was complete nonsense the first one, so I'm sure it's great bullshit again, because it usually is with these kind of things. And I bet... I haven't tried the story mode yet at all, but I bet it's similar to the last one and the last couple of Blaze Blue games where it's just like... There's not even any fighting in this anymore. It's just cutscenes and yeah. visual novel stuff. <laughs> Which is fair enough. Like, Arc System Dark Works does what they do. And the fighting's great anyway, so... Uh, but the other thing that like, really impressed me is the, the multiplayer lobbies. So, the first game had a basic version of this, but it has this kind of thing where you connect to a, a multiplayer lobby, which will be like, you know, Europe... Or actually, it's broken down to countries, so it'll be like... UK 1, UK 2, etc, etc. Although there's not people, a lot of people online right now. Um, so it's like UK 1 has like 20 people on it, so join that one. Or I found France 1 had 63 people on it, so I went on <laughs> that one. Um, and I got my ass handed by a bunch of French people because I'm really bad at fighting games, as it turns out. Um, but these lobbies are these kind of weird open world, like not open world, but these kind of big open levels that have uh, arcade cabinets, like little mini arcade cabinets sitting around and you have like this little square boxy avatar character that you can unlock things to customise so you can make them look different and you run around and you set it with the arcade things and then other people can come up and set at the arcade thing next to you and then you fight Right. and it's just this weird cool little thing that you can just go like oh, I'm going to set this arcade cabinet oh you come sit next to this arcade cabinet as well great now we're into the proper fighting game this is like our weird little virtual arcade with our little cutesy avatars. Um, and then you can send like text chat and stuff like that to the room and there's a bunch of like, uh, you know, dances and bows and things like that you can make your little character do. And it's really silly. It's really good. Um, you can also fish. You can fish for things, which is weird that it's in a fighting game in the lobbies. 
Um, <laughs> and also, but the, there's also the issue, one issue with it. The the first game had, and I'm surprised they haven't fixed yet, is you can't send invites to people over PSN to fight them. All right. Which is bizarre. Uh, no, I haven't checked with Revelator, but from what I understand from Exert Sign, the other versions of the game have that. Right. The Xbox Live, the Xbox One version, you can send a message over Xbox Live and invite people. Even the PS3 version, I'm pretty sure you can send invites over PSN. For some reason, the PS4 version, you cannot, which is insane. Um, but the lobby system's really cool, at least. So you still find people to fight. Um, and you and your friend can just do what we used to do in Exert Sign, which is you find an empty lobby and then just sit there and hog one of the arcade machines. Like in real life. Right. arcades are all empty now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so far I'm enjoying that. I'll have more on that next week, probably, because I need to work on my review. Okay, cool. Um, other than that... Uh, I realise I've been rambling on for a bit, so I shall narrow it down to pretty much one thing, which we both played uh, together, actually. We played a bit of, which is, um, I forget the name of it. It's the Sniper Elite Nazi Zombie thing. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Which we've not had a podcast on since we we played that. Uh, Because it was on sale on PSN at some point. Uh, Nazi Zombie Trilogy? Nazi Army Trilogy? Zombie Army Trilogy? Uh, zombie Army Trilogy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Zombie Army Trilogy. Yeah, which is the Sniper Elite engine, uh, Sniper Elite 2 engine, I believe, with uh, zombies. And you play cooperatively. And we barely shot anything because we realised if you ran up and kicked things, you could kill things in two hits, which is pretty <laughs> fun. So it's just a bunch of us running around kicking zombies over and over. Um I, well, until it got hard and then we all died over and over, I guess. Yes, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed that, actually. I was surprised how good that was. Um, we play that again. Yeah, that was uh, a lot of fun. Yeah. I didn't really expect, like, taking this stealth game with the sniper mechanics and then going, by the way, it's like a, you know, Left for Dead game now. I didn't expect that would work. I, like, you've told me before these games are good because you, you played them before. Yes, yeah. But I was never. I was like, yeah, they sound alright, but they sound like weird mods. But you know what? They're really good. <laughs> As it turns <laughs> out, they're really fun. Um, but yeah, that's kind of all I played, except for one thing that you're going to mention at some point. So I shall let you do. That. All right. Okay. So what have you been playing, Nick? So I uh, yeah I've uh, for obviously for. The reasons that I mentioned earlier on, uh, there was a, a bit of a week where I was in the hospital, so I really didn't get to play too much. Um, and so, but I, I've been playing uh, just a, a a bit of everything really to try and stave the boredom off. So okay. I played and finished uh, Uncharted, uh, the first one, which is what one's that? Among Thieves? No, no, uh, Drake's Fortune. Drake's Fortune, yeah. Yeah, so finished Drake's Fortune, uh, and really enjoyed it. It was uh, it was really good. Uh, the only thing that I would say is kind of the twist that they throw into it. Um, I remember, it's been so long since I played that game. Uh, at the end, the new set of enemies that you get. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, all of the Uncharted games kind of do that. Um, well, oh, not all of them, actually, I guess. 
Yeah, so all except for maybe four. Right. I'm, okay. I'm actually really glad four got away from that because that's something the first three did where it was like maybe you know there's some supernatural stuff at the end and it's like ah oh, goddamn this is just really dull. Yeah, yeah. Like one, it was zombies, wasn't it? Yes. It's yeah, like, it is yeah. essentially zombies. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. yeah, I. It was okay, but I thought really. So that was fine. Finished that. Um, enjoyed that, and then I started a Uncharted Two Among Thieves. Um, and yeah, that game still looks really good. They've it looks done some so good. Yeah, I was impressed. Uh, like I've mentioned a few times on here before, I was impressed how good. Like they did a good job upgrading one, but two and three on PS4 looked so good. Uh huh. Um, um, wait till you get to four, though. Uh, Jesus Christ, it looks so good. Well, I it was at this point where the boredom started to, you know, I'd played a hell of a lot of Drake's for, Fortune, and then just trying to jump straight into Among Thieves. Yeah, you get you get so far, and then you go right. Okay, um, the the gameplay is good in the Uncharted games. Don't get me wrong, but trying to play all three of them. Yeah, definitely. You know, it is is a bit much. Yeah, you need a break between them. I think that yeah. was the reason it took me so long to finish three. Was the the first time I tried to play three, I came off came out of two. Like I right. just finished two and went straight into three. Uh-huh. And I played about half of three and was like, I'm out. Um, can't be bothered. Yeah, um, so, and uh, I eventually played three all the way through when I got the the collection as well. All right, cool. Um, yeah, they, because they are. You know, pretty much. Um, They're very simple. The, yeah, and but the thing that I didn't realize about the Uncharted games because I didn't play enough of them was that they are, you know, they're more a shooter the game than yes, Tomb Raider. Um, and there were some bits where I couldn't when I was playing uh, Drake's Fortune, I couldn't wait to get into that. It was like, yeah, I just want to shoot some stuff now. Yeah. Um. And it works really well. I, I, you know, quite enjoyed it. So that was quite good. Um, and I'm not too sure what, like, you know, whether I'm going to play much more of two and then move on to three. I will do at one point, but I, I think there's probably going to be a little bit more spaced out. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, which is fair enough. Uh, what else have I been playing? I played a bit more Star Wars Battlefront. How you finding that? Yeah, I'm. I'm quite liking it. I. I am. I'm playing at the moment. I'm playing on my big television, uh, rather than the. Uh, I think it's a, a twenty inch, uh, thirty either twenty eight inch or thirty two inch that we have at. You know, at the other house uh, at the moment, I'm playing on the big forty two inch, and it's closer. And I'm finding it a lot easier to spot the wee bastards hiding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I also so, find it's a lot easier to find them when you're the rebels. With the exception of maybe like the Hoth maps. Yes. Most, in most of the maps, like bright white stormtroopers kind of just stand <laughs> out. <laughs> yes, yeah. So, yeah, um, I 
played I think I ended up playing for like nearly two hours this afternoon as well so oh, nice. um, yeah good fun I haven't bought any of the new maps the new the the Bespin content has yeah, been I've released not, I've not bought any of the DLC for that um, I haven't played it at all since Overwatch came out though right the the season pass for it is still looking at you're still looking at like 40 quid as well yeah, it's really expensive it is yeah um, I kind of feel that it, for what you're getting it's just essentially it's more maps i don't know whether it's it doesn't feel worth it yeah uh, yeah i may jump in for the final dlc or not the final dlc the next dlc yeah i think there's supposed to be one more after that that they haven't actually said what it is that's right yeah uh but the next dlc is the death star maps which yes those i kind of want yeah, yeah, um, but I, yeah, I don't really care enough. I think I don't know. I'll see. Um, even as it stands right now, you can jump on. You can get a game anytime. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's definitely a lot of people playing it. Yeah, the servers are quite full. Um, so yeah, it's it's good fun. A lot of people. It seems to be that um, I think they prefer the old maps because they know where they can kind of where the spawn points are and things like that yeah um there is people that just play it to get kills you know so yeah, yeah. um and they, you know they jump onto server and they get the, the the most valuable player award three times in a row then they bugger off yeah um so yeah i think you and then again you know there's people like us that have well people like myself rather that are sort of late into the game they've picked the game up a little later because they you know did the research and decided that it wasn't a day one purchase for them so yeah you you still are going to get a game whether you own the dlc or not Mm -hmm. um i think at one point i might buy the dlc i don't know um i would it's one of the things though like that season pass like EA stuff has been on sale quite a lot recently. Yes. The Battlefront season pass never really seems to get touched, but yeah, the season passes for things like Battlefield do. So I think yeah. eventually once all I think once all the DLC is out for Star Wars Battlefront, which to be fair, then we'll be relatively close to when the next one is coming out. Yes. So maybe yeah. not as many people will be playing, but there will be more sales on that game. Uh, yeah, I think that so. Yeah, DLC, and that's probably when I'll end up picking up if I pick yeah. It up. Yeah, same. Again, same. I've been playing a lot of Overwatch, so that's been my multiplayer shooter for the time. But all right, cool. Um, I have I also been fiddling about with uh, more Dirt Rally as well. So jealous of you. Oh man, the, that game is absolutely gorgeous, but it is so punishing. Oh, it is. The, 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 it is just hell. The proper like racing sim like yeah. rally sim yeah so the, the the biggest thing is it doesn't have the rewinds um you can restart a certain number of times but when you're in you know the the final stage of a six stage rally and you're you know at the final checkpoint and you 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 know you don't hit the corner right and you're better off just finishing it because you don't want to go up and start it all over again. Um, yeah, the, the the biggest thing is that they've taken away all the, the safety nets you used to have in those games where you could do the instant rewinds 
or you know just those kind of things and the resets you know if you if you weren't doing too well you'd run off track and the game would just reset you yeah. now when the game resets you if you you know shoot a corner and end off off track you've got 15 seconds to get back on track um and if you can't get back on track or you hit the reset button um for the game just to put you back where you need to be mm-hmm. 15 second penalty <laughs> so harsh it, oh yeah it the, reminds the, me of like i mean it's a proper seven the way that drive club was pretending to be at yes to some degree. yeah yeah and drive club kind of went back on a lot of that stuff to the point where now you only really get any uh penalties for like directly t-boning other cars other than that it's kind of fine yeah i remember yeah. at launch when drive club was like one of your wheels kind of went over that corner a tiny little bit yes you're slowed down for 20 seconds it's like what are you doing no <laughs> yeah i feel yeah. like it's frustrating um, but it feels like it's probably yeah more it's fitting n- in that game yeah it it's not it's not as harsh as that yeah you know but it is it does make more sense and it's like you want to come first drive a perfect race listen to the pace notes do do what the pace notes um the other thing um they even make a joke of it in the loading screens um so if you play racing games or rally games in particular you'll know that the pace notes will normally be you know um left six so there's a left turn coming up and on the the scale of one to six it's it's a six so it's not too bad and they'll sometimes say don't cut Uh the reason they give you the don't cut note is because there may be big rocks in the corner so you can't you're better off not cutting the corner what Mm. they mean is stay on the track and and take the corner properly i love that the co-driver is like a important thing yes (laughs) so um in this one when they say don't cut they mean do not cut if you if you try and flaunt that rule or that advice just a little bit, you're going to get hammered. Because yeah. they, they've either got you're huge... gonna, either you're going to fuck up or the <laughs> game is going to be like, no, you fucked up. It may look like you're all right, but you fucked yeah. up. Um, you do not to do that. Yeah, um, and on the other side as well. So sometimes where uh, if they don't give you the don't cut piece of advice it normally means yeah you could probably try and shave a little bit off that corner um but again it's not really worth it um but then on the opposite side of the scale sometimes they'll tell you you know there's a corner coming up and they'll give you all the details and then they'll say cut they'll specifically tell you to cut it and he also says be brave (laughs) so in (laughs) other words go flat out and just take it um yeah amazing game i need that game so much i love rally racing is like the the type of racing that got me into racing yeah i I said racing way too many times there but (laughs) like i got into like i've always kind of liked some racing stuff like i went to see uh uh touring cars a lot as a kid right okay uh, I always played some racing games, but rally racing games are always the ones that kind of grab me, like the old um, like Sega rally games and stuff like that. Yes. And uh, yeah. then eventually, you know, Dark Colin McRae. and Colin McRae. I actually didn't play many of the Colin, Colin McRae games. Dark oh, wow. When I got into those series. I managed to 
it was like a long period with PS2 where I just didn't play racing games. <laughs> like, I think it's one of those things that most people go through where there's like that point where you're a teenager and you're a young teenager who's like, I'm going to be a grown up now. And there's things I like and there's things I don't like. And people go a different ways, so a lot of things will be like, I'm not going to play cartoony things, those are for kids. And it'll be like, you become super opinionated and stuff for no good reason, basically. And it's like, I was like, <laughs> I don't like racing games, I don't like sports games, these are not, I don't like those kind of games, they're not my kind of games. And I got a bit older, I was like, actually, some, a, lot, a lot of racing games are really good, and some sports, a lot of sports games are really good as well. Like, I, I, I'll play a FIFA, FIFA's alright. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I'm not going to buy them every year, but I'm not going to be like, man, fuck FIFA. Yeah. You know? Um but that so like that period of time kind of almost exactly overlaps when all the Colin McRae games came out before Dart. <laughs> and then I got Dart and I was like, Oh no wait, these are great. What have I been doing? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. I still highly recommend it. Um and it's amazing how little I, I've played quite a lot in terms of a quantity of time, mm-hmm. but in terms of how much of that game I've played in, you know, the, the different modes and the different cars and stuff, I've barely scratched it. Yeah. It is a very, very rich game. I'm glad uh, of that because it's one of those games that was in early access for a while. And yeah. You never quite know. Like a lot yeah. of things comes out of early access and you play it and you're like, this shouldn't. This should still be in early access. This isn't finished. Right. Or, this is a very small game. You know that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, from what you've been saying and from what I've heard from other places, like this feels very much like it's a full game. It just happened to be in early access. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um. Yeah. um been playing a bit more. Um. I don't know if you. Uh, if you've been playing more of uh, Fire Emblem at all? Uh, no. <laughs> I could get my ass handed to me by that one mission and I'm just like, nope. nope. Right, okay. So I took it, it out and put Mario and Luigi wow. paper jam back in. I'll go back to it at some point. I just right, so I am I'm currently on chapter 22 now. Yeah, you're, I'm in like chapter 8. Yeah, so uh, chapter 22 is quite a difficult one on uh, Birthright. I've uh, tried it a couple of times and I'm, you know, there is a trick. I'm assuming Conquest will be the same as well, but there normally is a trick to, you know, doing each level. Sometimes it may be a case of just rushing the main objective or it may be a case of teasing the enemy out one at a time. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out what the niche is here. Uh, the current run that I'm on, I've already lost one unit. And it's a unit I don't want to lose. <laughs> but you're and, just going with it? or Yeah, I'm just going with it at the moment. Because I've restarted it about six or seven times. <laughs> so I'm thinking, right, I'll see how far I can get and what happens. If I finish and then I might just bite the bullet and lose the unit. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, eventually play the game how it's meant to be played. <laughs> yeah, don't just restart the missions over and over, which is kind of harder. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, I suppose it's it's however you enjoy the games as well, Yeah. which is the more important thing as well. Um, I have, well, 
we probably wouldn't cover it later on anyway, but I did notice that um, the fi- the third installment has now become available. Oh, has it? Yeah, uh, is that Revelations or? I think so. It's yeah. Super generic like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that is now become available. So if you own either Conquest or Birthright, you can now download and play the third scenario as well. Yeah. I um, still think they should have released those handful of missions before the choice just for free because i think they would make so much money if it was like here's the first you know four missions uh-huh by the way buy the game now buy one of these three games oh yeah i think that would have made them i bet they also were just like man fire emblems doing really well right now it's gonna fucking sell billions anyway yeah so they probably didn't but yeah I can see yeah. what it is, but I can also think it would be great. It would be a cool thing. Oh, God, yeah, that would have been a good idea. Hire me, Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, still playing that. Really good. Um, I picked up a couple of things today um, from uh, my friendly local secondhand shop um, where we trade things in. Uh, I've not played it i just seen the opening credits, but it's uh, one of your favourite games, Kieran. Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright. It's really good. <laughs> it's like a Phoenix Wright game, but they took the the bits where you investigate crime scenes out and they replaced them with Professor Layton puzzles, and it's so good. Yeah, I, I had just I had a look at the opening scene, um, the, the opening cutscenes and stuff like that. And yeah, I, I thought, okay. Um, because it starts off at the the first thing that happens seems a, a bit darker than not the stuff that normally happens in a Professor Layton game. Yeah, well that's the thing. It's like Phoenix Wright stuff gets pretty dark at points. Yes, yeah. But there's a lot of murder and betrayal and you know, like the the 3DS uh, Phoenix Wright. Um, I'm blanking on the name of it, um, but the 3DS uh, Phoenix Wright starts with like the place getting bombed uh-huh. and like one of the lead guys getting severely injured it's like oh that's fucked up um and professor layton kind of doesn't <laughs> like there's some murders and stuff in professor layton but they're treated really lightheartedly it's like you know yeah it's it's, it's interesting um you should play through that game it's really good yeah um yeah i i looking forward to playing through it i think it'll be quite good so that should be quite good and then the last thing kind of you alluded to uh, was the the newer Need for Speed game yeah the last Need for Speed game um, yes yeah the last ever Need for Speed game the last ever I mean they haven't announced that one since there's no Need oh, for Speed this year so I assume oh, that means the series is over ah right assumption. <laughs> um yeah I don't know what I think of this. It's weird. It plays it, really well. It looks really pretty. It looks really pretty. It's really good. This is open world um, driving game, kind of like Burnout Paradise, or I guess just the last couple of uh, uh, Need for Speeds have been like that. Um, yeah, it has got the the kind of Paradise feel. Yeah, and it's also got that Need for Speed Underground feel. Like I think Paul would fucking love this game because it's got the really shitty 
live action cutscenes like oh man those stuff. are so bad it has all the car edit and stuff and all the cool skins for your car and you can yeah. upload them and you can download other people's and every single one of the ones people have uploaded are garbage and I really like them <laughs> they're garbage in some really good ways like I had I downloaded one that was just this plain red car that just has the Deadpool logo on the front of it and I saw this other one that had like a bunch of really shitty graffiti paintings all <laughs> over the entire car and then also all over the windshield right and then they just had text over the windshield because you just put down letter stuff as well and the text over the windshield that just says I can't see lol and it's like okay of course you can't you've painted over the fucking windshield <laughs> great good job <laughs> um that game's really weird uh I think I like it but I'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> I've not played enough of it to know where it goes in terms of like events and mechanics and stuff like that. I just know that the driving feels pretty good, the cars feel pretty good, the graphics are nice, the cutscenes are complete garbage. Um, like in a way that I kind of like. Right. Like we talked about this before the podcast started, where there are these live action cutscenes where you're pl- you are treated as a character to the point where there are first person scenes where you're like fist bumping people yes or there's a first person bit where your guy's drinking coffee so you see the coffee coming up to the camera stuff and it's so dumb it's really dumb and all of it's terribly acted they look really weird because my girlfriend looked at it and she wasn't wearing her glasses she's like and I was like look that's real people look it's cool right it's live action stuff and she's like that's not real people it's like CG right (laughs) I was like, no, it's real people. She's like, why do they look like that? And I was like, I don't know. Now that you mention it, it's got this weird, like, kind of blur to it where everything around them looks like it was probably green screened. But then every now and again, one of them will reach over and pick something up from it. And you're like, wait a minute. What the fuck? Like, I don't know if you, how, how much have you played of it so far? Um, I've, I, I'm just trying to think. I've played... I've done my first race, so I picked up the phone and the kind of character, is it Spike? Oh, I has, don't know any of the character names. One of the guys said he's, he's cruising the streets and he's given me like a, a, a race to go and have a go at. Yeah, so, I, I'm not much further. I've only done a couple of races um, and then I played a little bit of it online with a friend, which is one of the most awkward ways to... like. It's the same thing as I had with Rivals, where Need for Speed Rivals had this open world that you could join in, and it automatically connected you into a kind of open world with other players. And that was kind of cool, but then you could never really organise anything with those players, because there was no matchmaking. So you were in this world with these players, and if you wanted to race against them, well, then it sucks to be you. You just have to hope that they come up near you and you race them. Right. Uh, this one is a bit better about that because you can go to events and when you go to events, it lets you invite people that are in the same open world as you. But then if you want to play with your friends, you need to exit to the main menu and then invite them to a group and then join the open world. Which is like the most lengthy stupid process to play a, game, <laughs> play a race with your friend is really annoying um 
it's it's weird. Like they do some interesting things with that game, and I need to play more of it. I have the suspicion that because it got pretty middling to bad reviews, right? And so far, it does, it feels slightly above middling to me. Like the cutscene stuff are garbage, but like the racing stuff seems to make up for all that. So right, I kind of wonder like how it's gonna go and whether maybe there's something very quickly after where I am that's just going to be like oh no this is a bad game <laughs> everyone seems to think it's a bad game it must be a bad game right I don't, I don't know I need to play more of it yeah it was um, yeah it, it's it's a bit of a strange one yeah definitely cool um, but other than that I think I haven't played any board games I haven't had a chance to play any board games um, just looking no I think that's it I checked out the the Lego Star Wars uh, Force Awakens demo uh, um, I liked some of the jokes in it but it again it's it's a it's a Lego it's one of the Lego games. Yeah. I don't understand... I mean, I understand why it exists, because money. But I don't understand why any Lego games exist, really, now that Dimensions is a thing. But I guess they actually probably also couldn't get the licenses for the for actual physical toys. Well, Disney Infinity isn't a thing anymore, actually, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Because I thought maybe it was like, tied up in Disney Infinity in a way where it's like... I mean, I guess maybe when that game started development, that was... Disney Infinity was still a thing, and so Disney were like, you can't make your toys to life version of Star Wars because we have that. So just make your regular Lego Star Wars and sell it separately. But like everything else, like they've got tie ins to that new Ghost Mo- uh, Ghostbusters movie that's coming out. Right. You know, that's just an expansion for Lego Dimensions. I yeah. think all Lego games pretty much should be expansions for Lego Dimensions at this point. Yeah, it is a bit strange isn't it yeah but it plays well just plays like another one of those uh yeah that's good at least I guess yeah there's um yeah there's nothing else to say about it really (laughs) it's another one of those games yeah um and cool I think that's really everything I've been playing alright that's surprising you have so much time Mike I mean you'd be sick but come on (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think um it is uh you know yourself you know when, you, when you're ill and when you're kind of confined to the house and things it's amazing how you just get fed up yeah like it's one of those things where if it's your choice to spend the entire weekend lying on a couch playing games then you exactly it. but yeah. if you're sick and you have to you're like i don't i might be out doing something like i i find that even when I'm off work sick for like a day, never mind like how long you've been off so far. Yes, like yeah. When, yeah. I, when I'm off work sick for like a day, I sit and play games for like half an hour and then I'm like, man, the fuck am I doing? I should be out, but I'm sick. Yes, what yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just a weird psychological thing of any other day, I, like if I'd taken the day off, yes. I would have lay on the couch and played games. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but and I imagine that you're the like tired out a lot. 
Yes, yeah, yeah. So not um, to get too much into your sickness. No. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you you kind of um, you know yeah, it's all about rebuilding your strength. So I can't walk as far as I used to be able to do, and I, I'm not allowed to lift up heavy things and things like that. So. Uh, you know, anything that puts stress on the heart is kind uh-huh. can kind of weaken you a little bit. So, uh, yeah, that I don't. The gaming hasn't really done anything like that. It's just That's you know, yeah, you, you just get very fed up very quickly. Yeah. So, but cool. That is everything I've been playing. Cool. Um, yeah, I've not thought of anything extra to add on. Um, so yeah, that's me as well. Excellent. Um, have we got any news? Or... I didn't actually open any news, but there's not been a whole lot because it's just after because, E3. Yeah, it's kind of after E3 so, uh, and stuff I'll like that. I'll have a quick look on Eurogamer. Um, do you have new releases up? Uh, I oh, don't as well, um, but I can do that as well. So I see you're recording from an iPad this week. I, I am, normal, yes. But... Yeah, it's it's not normal. Um, so I mean, not I... normal for us, not not. not yes, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> using an iPad. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, so I am just looking. Uh, I've got my my phone, and I'm just looking, just to get uh, the. the oh, there's one, there's one new thing left that was quite funny. Uh, Mighty Number no. Nine's out now. Oh yes. Um, and is getting like unanimously meddling to bad reviews. Apparently, it's not very good. Um, it has end credits. It has end right. credits that are nearly four hours long. You're kidding! Oh, I know why. Is it? Have they added all the Kickstarter backers? Yeah, on it? they've added <laughs> seventy thousand Kickstarter backers' names are there. So oh, it's for all of them for four hours. Oh, really? I assume you can skip it, otherwise that'd be insane. Oh, yeah, that would be... Oh. Well, here's the thing. Um, I don't know if you do... I noticed this when I finished Uncharted. I sat through the credits because uh, there have been some games where you get, a cre- you get an achievement for sitting through the credits or a trophy, depending on what format you're playing it on. Uh-huh. And sometimes there's, you know, like the Marvel films, there's always uh, there's like a little cutscene or something yeah. afterwards. And I'm always scared that if I skip them, because if there isn't like a prompt, I, I don't. Kind of do that as well, yeah. yeah, I kind of. If there's a prompt to skip them, then I go, okay, it's fine. I'm not going to miss anything. But if there isn't a prompt, I'll sit. I'll sit through them <laughs> just in case there's something. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I ho- I really hope there's a prompt to skip them. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. The last thing, like, for me, uh, Ubisoft games have such long credit scenes and I always feel like if I, I don't want to skip them because you know, these people worked on this they should give them some credit and also I might get a trophy or something if I sit through all and yes. then half an hour into it I'm like maybe I should just skip this Jesus Christ this is a lot <laughs> credits and then you try skip it and then Ubisoft's like nah man no nah, it's not it's not happening yeah there's no way out of this one <laughs> enjoy <laughs> Oh, excellent. So I've got the new releases up. Um, There is, so by the time you've, by the time you're listening to this, there would have been a couple of things already out. 
Um, Dino Dini's kickoff revival. What? Exactly. Um, it's a game for the Vita and the PS4. Not too sure what it is. Uh, but having looking for stuff that we would be either know or be interested in. Um, Mario and Sonic at the Rio 2016 Olympics. Yeah, those games are terrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. Uh, as you mentioned, Mighty Number no. Nine. Oh, this um, game is bizarre. All right, what is it? It's like a, a an old school isometric football game. All oh, right, I thought it might have been. It, I would say it's a remake of an Amiga game, because that's usually where those kind of things came out. Right. Yeah. It looks all right, actually. That's kind all of right. Cool. cool. Um, let's see what else have we got. Um, Odin Sphere. A left. Yeah, try to go. Yeah, uh, Leaf, Leaf Drizer. That's probably right. Um. So yeah, that's coming out for the PlayStation Three, PlayStation Four, and the Vita. Um, I don't know. It's coming PS3. That's weird. Yeah. Um. And I've just noticed who the uh, the publisher is for it. Um. So we should actually be able to see if we could get a a review copy of that. If we get a review copy of that, can I get it? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, so, uh, what else? A, a game that we actually reviewed back in the Kanban Tom days called Pineview Drive is eventually coming to the console. So it's coming to Wii U, PS4, and Xbox One. Um, that's the 24th. Oh, wow. If you search for Pineview Drive, Kanban Tom is actually the second result. We're, oh, wow. We're, we're above Metacritic. <laughs> Nice. That's insane. <laughs> That's great. Oh wow. Um, cool. Uh, the Lego Star Wars game uh, that comes out as well. Force Awakens. Uh, game that has been getting. It's got some weird trailers and stuff, and I don't know if it's going to be any good. The tech. Uh, the Tech Yeah, I'm interested in that. That's uh, by the guys that made. Mars Warlocks and oh, what's the name of it? Um, Bound by Flame. The yes, the they, they... RPG that was kind of Witcherish, but not yes, quite, um, yeah, kind of low budget Witcher basically. Yeah, um, those guys make good like B tier games. Like they're low budget, but they they do cool things. Yeah, and the Technomancer has got a cool kind of idea behind it, so I hope it's good. Cool. Um couple of things uh, on June the 30th uh, the Wii U gets its uh, edition of Minecraft um, a re-release of some kind yeah it's, it's out on is it already out on Wii U yeah, yeah. alright okay so I wonder it's maybe like a disc release or something that's uh, the one issue with these kind of release lists is everything is on them yeah yeah um seven days to die comes to consoles yeah that's like a pre-release thing it's um it's yeah early access on consoles yeah um, um publishing that. yeah yeah um oh here's one um jojo's Bar- bizarre adventure eyes yes. of heaven that game i played the demo of that that's really good um kind of third person brawler uh, fighting game kind of like the last few like a lot of anime fighting games really yeah um, it's it's a lot of fun I, I enjoyed what I played that I've never watched that anime or read the 
the the manga, but I've heard really good things about it. Yep. Cool. Um, and one I'm interested in, uh, Star Ocean, Integrity and Faithlessness. Yeah. Okay. Comes to PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, is there anything else? No, that's it. Um, I'm surprised you skipped over the, the biggest release of, uh, of the next couple of weeks. Teddy, t- Teddy Together? Teddy together. <laughs> yeah, you know me too well. Teddy Together for the 3DS. Oh man! This appears to be some kind of little mini game collection where you look after a teddy bear. Yes, <laughs> it looks really good. It looks adorable. How could you not want that? Look at it. Oh, oh. Uh, I was actually I was browsing the 3DS store before we started recording this evening, and uh, oh, what was the? It was a, a mad game. I don't actually want to go to the store at the moment because I'm in the middle of a. Yeah. Uh, I, I, actually, I think I can. Um, it was. It's a strange little game. Uh, let's see. I can do my uh, bookmark. Um, have you been to the the 3DS store recently? I have not. Uh, I shall see if I can do this quickly. Uh, live podcasting, ladies and gents, <laughs> bear with us. Um, so, it was. It's a strange looking game, and I thought, yeah, Kieran must know about this one. Um, so I'm just waiting for it to, to sign in. But yeah, that is it for what we have on new releases. Um, we're kind of, this is the, the calm before the storm, sort of, as well. Yeah, like, this is when new releases start coming out quite a lot. Um, yeah, yeah. But so. even then, like, this is, there's a lot of stuff coming out. You yeah. Know, like, some of the stuff that maybe we're not super interested in, like, a new Galgon game, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which I know someone that will that I think has that pre-ordered. So right, maybe try to force them to write or something for the website about. Uh-huh. Do you know what, if you played Galgon? No, I haven't actually. It's like a light gun style shooter where you're shooting love at anime girls. Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> Oh, um, but yes. So the game that I found this uh, this evening is a game called Unholy Heights. Oh, I've never heard of it. And it look it's a strange looking game. It's uh, it seems to be some sort of platformer with a, a devil, and he knocks on door doors and calls monsters out to fight. And oh, you, I think I have seen this before. Um, it's like a tower building thing. Um, yes, yeah. It's, uh, it's like a tower defense platformy mashup thing where you're like building a, a a tower basically with like unholy demons and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it looks alright. It's been on PC for a while. Um, alright, okay. Saw, I think I saw a video of it at one point. Uh, that's quite cool. That's a 3DS though. That seems like it'd be a good place for it. Yeah, um, and for anyone that's interested in it, you can pick it up currently for £5.39, so not too much money as well. It is also currently on the Steam sale for £2.23. Ooh, okay, I think I might be buying it there. Or you could buy it as part of the Playism bundle, which comes with 53 games for £111.19. <laughs> that's a lot of games. There's a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot of games that you're never ever going to play. 
Yeah. I mean, La, La Milana's in there. That game's pretty good. I don't recognize any of these other games, though. Jesus right. Christ, what is this? Yeah. Um, I would love somebody to actually do some research on the Steam sales and to tell us, you know, put, out of all the games bought, what's the percentage of them that actually ever get played? There's definitely websites that have those stats. Um, I never looked at them too much, though. I might do that at some point. Maybe right yeah. On the site. Um, yeah, I, I, that would be interesting. I agree with you. Yeah, but uh, cool. I think that's it. Is there, is there anything else you forgot to mention, or no, no, that's that's me. Cool, excellent. Um, yeah, I need to play some some board games. Um, uh, just I'm getting fed up, uh, so I I feel like I, I need to, a couple of games of uh, Star Wars Rebellion or something. Yes. Yeah, I haven't played Star Wars Rebellion in a while. Yeah, so a couple of games of that would be good. Uh, I don't think a couple of games of Lettuce from Whitechapel would be good. <laughs> no, that's, that's not going to do your heart any good. No, no. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think uh, I need to get some, some board games played. Um, we were a bit in the process of sorting out the two houses as well, so the, the game playing area is a bit of a... A mess at the moment, so yeah, I it think... definitely happened to you an unfortunate. Not that there's a good time to have a heart attack. But yeah, you know, yeah, you know, especially <laughs> unfortunate time. I, absolutely, yeah. So um, I think we were talking about we were going to, to maybe see if we could do something, and it, it would definitely break up the boredom a little bit as well to yeah, play some definitely. board games. I, I need to come through and visit at some point, so I'll play board games with you someday. Absolutely. Yes. Cool. Um, so I think the only thing left to do is where I clumsily try and, and put in all the website details and the email address. So if you want to send us an email, you can send us an email to podcast at glitchfreegaming.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Just search for Glitch Free Gaming. Or you can send us a tweet to, or at rather, Glitch Free Game. Uh, also go and check out the website glitchfreegaming.com Ben has put some awesome stuff on the site at the moment there's a couple of things for uh, Dovetail Games Fishing which I played as well I forgot I bought that <laughs> how is it? Um, fishy yeah it's I when you see a fishing game uh, you automatically think sort of um, bass fishing yeah that's definitely my go to you know, f fishing with lures and stuff like that. Yeah. This is proper bait fishing. That's pretty cool. You know, so it's take, uh, you know, take your your reel and uh, your rod and get the hook and put bait on it, whether it be a worm or corn or whatever, and throw it out into the middle of the thing and leave it. Mm -hmm. It's that. It's bait fishing. It's none of this reel in and it's not action packed. Yeah. Um, it's. I haven't played that much of it yet, but it, it's quite strange um, because it's so different, you know, from any of the the, the bass fishing games. Um, looks very pretty on Xbox One as well. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so it run well. It does. It, it runs well. It's. I think it's one of the preview games as well. Yeah, there's been a few of those now. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it runs pretty well. Um, 
and uh, you it's weird when the, the fish gets on the line it doesn't do the whole you know cut to where you can see the fish fighting underneath water or anything like that yeah. it is more the game is going for more realism than anything else yeah um the only thing that I'm at the moment that I'm not getting is feedback on the controller. I'd like a bit more kind of fight in the controller mm-hmm. um, as to you know whether I'm holding the rod and in the correct places and things like that because you're not really getting that. But that might probably come in an update and things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, and I also did. I'm just remembering there's something else that I didn't mention was uh, I bought for £5 on Xbox uh, backwards compatibility SSX. Oh, the the 360 one? Yes. Yeah, um, it was kind of brought on from watching all the footage for uh, Steep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, game's still good, still holds up, and plays rather well on using the backwards compatibility feature. So I would recommend checking that out. Is that the first game you've bought with the? Backwards I. Oh, actually, I guess you got the you got the rare collection. Did you not? Yeah, I've got the rare collection. So I guess that's all that. Yeah. Um. What else? I. I have other games that I haven't actually played. Um. <laughs> but what have I? What have I downloaded and played? I played um. A couple of the arcade ones, which. Yeah. You know, if they didn't run well, then there would have been a problem. Uh, like uh, Lumens, yeah. uh, I downloaded that and played that again. That plays quite well. Uh, I played Zuma, the, the PopCap game with the, the match three, with the shoot the marbles match three, and I also played um, Peggle because Peggle was one of the uh, games with gold, free games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the the backwards compatibility. I haven't had any issues with the games that I played. That's good. Um, most of them seem to run well. Yeah, uh, there was a good digital foundry article. I don't know how much they've been updating it, but they were for a while going. Through they were yes, yeah, going through. Them. Most of them seemed like they ran as well, if not better, than the three sixty version. Yes, but then you got a handful like Mass Effect, where it ran even worse than the three sixty version. Oh wow! Um, but they those were like few and far between. And I think a lot of them got patched. Like, I was right. like Gears of War 2 ran really poorly for a while and I think they fixed that um, but I could be wrong it's been a while since I've read that alright have you tried um, PlayStation Now yes not on a little while now but I, I played I had a subscription for a while that I kept forgetting to cancel ah right okay um, you actually might it might be worth there's a free trial um, yes yeah I was going to try it and uh, I had a look at some of the games on it and yeah, there's nothing. It's not a great collection. Um, no, not yet. There's a decent amount of stuff there. Um, some stuff, like I mainly got it because I really wanted to play Tokyo Jungle. Um, right. And I really like Tokyo Jungle, and that game's still great. And you can play that on your PS4, and it's cool that way. Yeah. Um, I played a few things. I played Dark Three on it, and that was all right. Uh, Really fast racing games and stuff like that have a little bit of control issues because of the lag, but it's, oh, okay. it's doable. Like, it's not... It feels a little bit off, but it's still good. Right, okay. Um, at least with my internet. Uh, your internet's as fast, if not faster than mine most of the time. So Yeah. Um, 
which is weird to think of now. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, after so uh... many years of making fun <laughs> of your internet, your internet actually seems to be faster than mine on most speed tests. God damn it. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So cool. Yeah. I. I think what I'll do is because um, I'm currently at the the other house at the moment that has so I've only got um, 38 megs yeah um, download speed on it I I might wait till I get back to the the one with the faster but to be th- yeah my my upload is quicker here I don't know then. you think it I does, might be it does rely heavily on uploads as well for the control stuff oh, all right okay but I'm not sure. Um... They they have like a test thing. I don't think I'll even let you subscribe to it if it doesn't mm. think your internet can handle it. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, I've tried that. Yeah, I might try that once we finish recording then yeah, and see what it says. Yeah, um, I I think it's a cool service, but it just doesn't have enough games on it. Um, right. Or it has more games on it than you kind of initially think because there's a different section where you can rent things. But the stuff that's in the subscription, like the, you know, pay some money every month to get all these games, is not everything. And those are kind of limited. There's some good uh-huh. stuff on there, though. Like Puzzle Fighters on there. That game's fucking great. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it is just, you know, your mileage may vary. Yeah. Uh, well, my connection test has just passed, so I, um, I may try it, or I might just wait till the weekend and try it when I get yeah. back. I forget how long the trial is. I think it's like a week or so. Uh, yeah, seven days, I think. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Excellent. Well, I think that's us for this week, then. Yes. Wait. What? I did remember something else I played. <laughs> I played the Resident Evil 7 demo. Oh, yeah. And? It's alright. It's, 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 that's why I forgot about it. It's kind of forgetful. There's not much to it. Yeah, and it's not really Resident Evil. I mean, what is Resident Evil? <laughs> well, these days, I guess, it, I guess you don't consider four. You'd say four or five, and like, uh, yeah, you know, yes. if numbers are not really Resident Evil either. But yeah, it's weird. It's first person. It's creepy. Um, it looks nice. You can wander around this little house, but there's not much to it. Like, there's not really any. There's like a one kind of really simple puzzle to solve, and that's it. Right. Um, I kind of like the mechanic it uses there, though, where there's, like, you pick up a, a videotape, a VHS tape, which is bizarre because it's, for starters, the video starts with, like, the time on it, like, the date, and it says it was, like, filmed in 2017, and it's like, what? Why are you using the VHS? Yeah. Like, what is this? Um, But still, you put the VHS in, and it takes you to, like, a past version of people visiting the same house that you're trapped in and you can modify things in there that then impact the kind of present day one right okay it's only used in one way where you open a drawer and then in the future that drawer is open and that's it that's that's all it's used for in that entire game which is insane um but yeah it's it's interesting um i'm definitely interested in what that full game is going to be Right. Um. Yeah. No. Um. I'm not. I don't know. I I might uh, download the demo and check it out. Yeah, it's what you may as well try it. It's really short as well. Cool. 
cool. Excellent. Right. Well, I I think we're done now. Yes, for realsies. <laughs> for realsies. Um, indeed. Right. So we will speak to you again, same time, same place. Until then, see you later.